0: Welcome to the Pioneer Forage Forum, featuring news and information important to dairy professionals working for successful animal nutrition. Today, we're speaking with Bill Mahana, Pioneer Nutritional Sciences Coordinator, about how fermentation impacts starch digestibility. Now, Bill, many dairy producers ensile their corn. What's the advantages of
1: this for high-moisture corn? Yeah, high-moisture corn is, I think, actually making a resurgence. I was out on the East Coast uh, speaking with some dairy producers uh in upstate New York and there's renewed interest. You know, there's a lot of advantages to high moisture corn, earlier harvest, uh less field loss. If you were harvesting it as earlage, where you're taking the cob, uh you've got improved yield, um, you don't have the drying cost, less really a dollar investment in, in a feed mill. You can typically purchase the corn a little bit cheaper, you know, uh when there's lots of it in the fall. And it really has um uh, you know a better feed value than dry corn. Um, but there are disadvantages as well, uh, because it does go through a fermentation. We, we've got to take control over that, and we've got to make sure that it stays stable and fresh uh, in the feed bunk in front of animals. So um, some of the new L. Buchner inoculants for high-moisture corn have really helped us in that regard, uh, and also to reduce shrink losses. Um, and that, that's the other probably disadvantage is with dry corn, you don't have shrink loss. Uh, with high-moisture corn, you are going to incur a little bit of shrink, and and hopefully that's minimal, and, and hopefully that shrink isn't being caused by a lot of uh, yeast and molds that's uh, reducing the the energy value or the palatability of that feed.
0: Why do some nutritionists recommend that silage or high-moisture corn ferment for a few months before feeding it?
1: Well, Cindy, it really goes back to what we've been saying in, in some of our past discussions about um, the effect of fermentation on changing starch digestibility. And there's now finally... Um, some research data that's being reported in the literature that uh, is supporting kind of what field nutritionists have observed and, and come to the come to the conclusion on their own that we'd like to see silage or high-moisture corn probably be in that pit for 30 to 60 days uh, before we start feeding it. One of the things that we know with high-moisture corn in particular, excellent work that came out of Kloppenstein and Erickson and the graduate student Josh Benton at Nebraska, showed that you know, the biggest change that we have in digestibility is probably over those first two months. as That fermentation process is, is kicking off, and, and uh, depending on whether it was inoculated or not, how quickly that fermentation proceeds. But that first two months, there's a lot of changes. We also know that that change continues. So nutritionists have understood that we probably want to get a little bit more of a stable uh, new crop, feed that feeds more like our old crop and by waiting a couple months we're going to help facilitate that. That is going to continue to change over time. Switching to corn silage for just a second, um, some really neat research out of the Netherlands and Belgium uh, that was reported last year at dairy science meetings um, and they showed about a 30% increase in three-hour starch digestibility uh, in corn silage. Uh, that was stored for two months versus 10 months. So all that we've been learning from the Nebraska work uh, about high-moisture corn, we're also kind of experiencing a double whammy if we're feeding high-moisture corn and corn silage because not only is that, again, that first month or two, there's a lot of changes, but that material continues to drift up in digestibility. And that's what can predispose some of these herds to what we've been calling spring acidosis. When we we get this more fermentable corn um, in the ration, we've got cows that all of a sudden get a touch of heat stress, and maybe we don't have the fans and the sprinklers quite set the way we should. And those cows are, are blowing off CO2. They're not as able to uh, buffer their their system, and we we get all these experiences that kind of combine to cause us a lot of acidosis and a lot of butterfat problems uh, come spring. So. I think this whole notion of waiting on feeding styles and high moisture corn, uh, the nutritionists observed that first, and now academia is telling us why. But we've all got to remember that it's drifting up over time. But the good thing is that we do now have some laboratory methods uh, that allow us to look at this starch digestibility, and I think that's going to help us an awful lot.
0: That's Pioneer Nutritional Sciences Coordinator Bill Mahana. We invite your feedback, comments, and questions at worlddairydiary.com. I'm Cindy Zimmerman with the Pioneer Forage Forum.